Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yo, are you there? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Sup, can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Chillin'. Chillin' like a villain. <laughs> Jeez. Well, Chillin' we... like a shadow beast. Yes. <laughs> How are you this morning? I am good. I am excited for today's episode. Oh, because... Good. I realized when I was editing our last episode. Oh, no. That, no, it's not bad. This is good, actually. I'm very proud of us. Oh, all right. This episode is actually releasing one day after the one-year anniversary of our first episode. Oh, my God. We've been doing this a year? Uh Uh-huh. November 1st was our first episode. Oh, congratulations to us. I know. Congratulations not November to us. 1st. Well, not today's not November 1st, but when this episode comes out, it'll be November 2nd. Oh, I forget. We're living in the present, the future, and the past. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I know time has no meaning because it ceased to exist during COVID, but yeah. if you still care about time and dates and the irrelevant calendar, then yes, it's been a year. Wow. Look at us still hanging in there. I'm very excited. So I think that this episode should be our official start to season two. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Are we committing to another year of this? No, but I'm just saying this episode will be season two. <laughs> Great. Because I don't like committing to anything. Yeah, we commit to nothing. We commit to doing this as long as it makes us happy. So, you know, four episodes from now, if we stop, we stop. But, you know, as long as we're still having fun, we're going to keep going. Does this mean we can go get our tattoos now? It does. Yes, we need to book an appointment. Go ahead. I don't know. Do you have a tattoo artist down here? Because mine are up north. Yeah, we'll find somebody. I know I was going to try to... Be like, okay, when we hit 50 episodes, Mm -hmm. then that would be a good landmark. But we had to skip a couple episodes last season. Look at us. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) And so (laughs) season one was actually only 48 episodes. So this is our 49th episode, but it's going to be season two, episode one. All right. So we'll change our goalpost to season two. Fuck it. The time is now. Might as well. Yeah, might as well, because God knows what tomorrow will bring. Yeah, we're not getting any younger. Oh, shut (laughs) up. Darts at your mother. Thank you so much. No, that's for both of us. I didn't say you. I said we. Well, I'm so much older than you that it's it's pushing me towards the end post. (laughs) 
Oh my God. You're actually not that much older than me considering how old people are nowadays when they have kids. I know. Did you just, I heard that Hillary Swank who is 48 and she's pregnant with twins. That sounds fucking terrible. Doesn't it? Absolutely terrible. I'm sure she'll hire help, but I, I could barely cope when I had you at 23. I cannot I don't, imagine. I can't imagine at all. It sounds horrible. <laughs> I <laughs> am going to, uh, Yes, I'm going to be 50. No. When both of my kids are 18 and I am so looking forward to it because I feel like I'm going to be young still. I'll only be 50. Both my kids will be like not fully grown. Obviously, it's not like I can check out when they turn 18. But we all know 18 is my runaway from the house. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Your room's waiting. It's ready to go. <laughs> like, I just need to get these kids to 18 because mommy is going to be the first one to run away from home. God damn it. <laughs> You've been saying that for a long time. I'm starting to believe you. But are oh, you starting to believe me? Yeah. What, I say this to I, everybody. What do I always tell you, though, about voicing that? I don't know what it's supposed to be a secret. You're supposed to be mm. doing things, prepping for this occasion. Even if I don't run away from home when my kids turn 18, it helps me hold on to some of my sanity, just knowing like having an end goal or having like, I can't mm. think in terms of absolutes, I'm going to be stuck in my entire life in this situation. Not that my situation is horrible by any means, but just in general, I can't do that and be like, this is great. I'm going to keep doing this until I die. Like, no, I need to have some sort of like, you're never stuck in a situation. Yeah. Yeah if you don't want to be in that situation. So it just helps me mentally, if that makes any sense to be like, there is an end to this. Yeah, by the and second time I got married, I'm like, I can always get divorced. There's always an open door. Yeah, I get it. And you're in the middle of raising your children, which is not easy at the age they're at. Raising kids ever is not easy. I was like, oh man, raising little kids when they're toddlers and this and that, this is horrible. Like you just have to get through that. <laughs> Because you're like sleep deprived. Yeah. And everything's worse when you're sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. And it's just con they constantly need things. And now I have sleep. Uh, my kids don't need me as much, but it's still bad. It's just bad for different reasons. Like, granted, it's also very good, but it's just different, right? There's no age, I think, for kids that is better than a different age. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I don't know. I think of, of you and I think of me, and I think of all the shit I went through as an adult. You were easy, so I, I don't know that I can honestly say I'm using you as the bar. I mean, I wasn't that easy. You were a single mom, so doing that in general has challenges. I, I know, but it's okay. <laughs> it all worked out. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that because I don't feel like it didn't work out. I just don't want you to downplay the fact that it was easy. I know it was hard for you. I have a husband and I don't know if that's harder or better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. D don't tell me. Don't ask me, I should say, because I don't know. I only had it one way and it's like, okay, I could make all the decisions, but it was terrifying because I had to make all the decisions. Yeah, mm -hmm. so uh, there's no winning. And people don't tell you anything when you're growing up, which I think is a good thing because if people knew what laid ahead in life, it would be terrifying to proceed. <laughs> So it's better that we all live in the dark and find out on our own. It's kind of like in those historical romances we like where the girl has absolutely no idea 
what marital relations are. Oh my God. The sexual act. And then it's like the night before her wedding and the mom is supposed to have a talk with her. And even the, the talk that the mom has with the daughter is very low key, no description. It doesn't really help her at all. And then she just kind of goes into it blind on her wedding night. Yes. How terrifying for them. Yeah. But I'm saying that's kind of like what you're saying. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I'm glad the kids are off to school and where's Jeff resting his knee? No, he's at work. Oh, he went to work. He's been going to work. I told you he's fine. I thought that was just you being, you know, you're fine being your grandmother, channeling your grandmother. You're fine. Okay. So for people who don't know, my husband was out of town once a year. He goes on a camping trip with a buddy of his and he was out of town about like a week and a week and a half and a go and he got injured on the camping trip he's fine he fell he messed up his knee so he'll be okay and he's doing a lot of things like he can walk he can go up and down the stairs he can drive the only problem he's having is that he can't bend his leg he did get the mri done he has a tear in his quad somewhere, but the doctor said it was small. He's getting a referral to an orthopedic surgeon. But even for me, I'm like, I feel like if it's so small and he does have so much mobility, maybe he can just get a knee brace and after a while it could repair itself. I don't know anything about these sorts of injuries, honestly, but I don't think he's going to need surgery, which is why I keep saying he's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he goes to a surgeon, they're going to tell him he needs surgery. Trust me. Of um, course. Yeah. So if he can get away without having surgery and it will repair on its own, I don't know anything about these tears either. He should do that. Knowing my husband and he doesn't even take medicine, I highly doubt that he's going to voluntarily do the surgery. I think he would probably go the knee brace route. Like this guy doesn't even take cold medicine. So he's not going to be put under to have a surgery done. But he will occasionally drink himself into a stupor. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We all have our lines we won't cross. And apparently for him, it's medicine. That's what's happening with me. What that was weird. All of a sudden my phone started like chiming for the Alexa, but no, don't. Oh my God. Why is it doing that? Because they're watching you. (laughs) Well, I do have the Amazon app open because we are going to be doing something a little bit different in this episode that we haven't done before in terms of how we format the episode. I need the Amazon app so that I can get to some info about the book. And I don't know, maybe that is like prompting it to, because it can hear me speaking because the app is open. I don't know. Yeah. Well, then maybe we should get to it before the app ends up running the show. Or maybe that would be a good thing. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Okay. The only thing I want to say before we get started on the episode is I want to remind people and ask people if they could please leave us reviews on Spotify Yeah, guys. Yeah, please. Five star would be great. But any stars at this point, Spotify has this system or this rule that they won't show a show's rating until they get a certain number of reviews. I know I've reviewed us. I'm shameless. I don't care. I'll review us. I know a couple of people that have reviewed us, but we haven't hit that whatever that magic number is for that our rating will start showing. 
So if you go to our show, it doesn't show us as having any ratings, even though I know some people have submitted reviews. So it's super easy. You can just, you don't even have to leave any words. You literally just click the number of stars you want to give us and that's it. So if anybody listens on Spotify, please give us a, re a review or a rating. I would really appreciate it. Yeah, I would too. Unfortunately, most of my friends are old and they don't even know what Spotify is. <laughs> So for me to try to get ratings from my friends, good luck with that, but I'll, mm -hmm. I'll hit them up. Yeah. That's when, if you have friends that do use Spotify on their phone, that's when you're like, Hey, so-and-so give me your phone so I can show you how to do the rating. I'm not above doing that with my <laughs> friends. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, I will try to hit people up at my job, my last job because they're all young. They know what Spotify is. Yeah, there you go. I think you just need to listen to one episode. And then once you've listened to one episode, it will allow you to review. Anyways, right. <laughs> now that we've gone on like 20 minutes of the most random tangents. Yeah, okay. Should we tell people how we're going to be working the show now and what the new format is going to be that we're trying out? Yes, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I, I can me, do it yes. if you want me to. Okay. This... Our show, as you know, is a constant work in progress, trying to figure out what works best for us with no demands on me, but all the demands in the world on Rachel too, with her <laughs> job and her children and editing and blah, 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 and everything else we're doing. So what we decided we're going to do is instead of going through the whole book, we're going to, and by we, I mean, Rachel is going to read the book description. <laughs> And then we're going to discuss the book, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. So we can continue to bring you the highest quality of book reviews that anyone could ever ask for. Mm, I like that. Of course. Uh, nobody else is building <laughs> us up. I've got to do it. Or we have to do it. Right? So true. Anything you would like to add to that? I think that pretty much covers it. We're going to go over the blurb, which is what you would see on Amazon if you were looking the book up or if you had the physical book, what the back cover would say. And then we're going to, yeah, like you said, talk about things we liked. And then also I highlighted some stuff that I like in the book. When I read a book, a lot of times I'll highlight stuff that I think is important for like future reference if I do want to read book two. Or sometimes I just highlight things because I like how the author has written a description or something that made me laugh yes so I, I have a couple highlights for this book that i'm gonna read out yeah i do too okay good and then yeah hopefully we can keep our episodes a little bit closer to an hour by switching it up a little bit hopefully this works for us because it was definitely easier to read the book and not have to go back later and type up a bunch of notes and summarize what happened in the book like we normally do yeah i could read a lot faster because i didn't have to highlight and I do have to say, I'm still in the middle of rearranging my office. I have moved my desk, but my office, other than my computer, is basically empty. So I apologize if I sound echoey, which I think I probably do because I'm basically in an empty room. Even though the room is the size of a matchbook, it's still echoing. You sound fine. But then last episode... I thought I sounded fine, but at one point you told me that my microphone was messing up and you could tell because you could hear it. Yeah, it was buzzing. Yeah, but then when I went to edit the episode, 
that actually happened a couple times. Yeah. So I had chunks of me talking I had to remove because you couldn't understand anything I was saying, which was really frustrating. Yeah, I don't know what was causing that. Yeah, I don't know either if it was my internet or if it was the microphone or what. I don't know. Technology, okay? It's all, all uh, magic in a box. <laughs> I've said mm -hmm. that for decades. It's all magic in a box. But now I firmly believe <laughs> it's all demons in a box. That too. Yeah. I like that. Okay. All right. So let's get started. All right, please. Rachel reads okay, better so the, than I. So Rachel will be reading the description. The book we are doing today is Rejected shadow beast shifters book number one by jamin eve it is 399 pages long and it is book number one out of five in the series so on amazon it says my father made a terrible mistake one i'm left paying for as a wolf shifter growing up in a strong pack i should be living my best life but after my father tried to kill our leader i'm labeled an outcast traitor less than dirt. When I can't take pack life any longer, I run. But apparently they don't like losing their punching bag. Torin, the leader's son, drags me back before my first shift, a shift that will reveal my true mate. I never could have predicted who mine would be, but the moment my wolf looks upon him, I'm filled with hope for a brighter future. After all, no one ever rejects their true mate, right? Wrong very wrong. When the wolves attack, my soul screams for vengeance, and somehow I touch the shadow world. Somehow I bring him to our lands, the shadow beast, our shifter god, the devil himself. Turns out being rejected by my mate was only the beginning. It ends on a cliffhanger, like, okay, and it's recommended for 18 and up because of language and sexual situations. Do you want to start talking about I don't know how to do this. So what are we doing? <laughs> how many times have I said that while we're doing in the middle of a show? And I like the fact now what? Now I like the fact that you got to, you read it because it let me eat my string cheese. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so I will just say that one of the first things I highlighted in this book, I think was actually the dedication. Okay. Because it reads to everyone who dreamed of being kidnapped by the devil. Mm -hmm. Because we're fucked up like that. <laughs> Embrace your darkness. Yeah. That was pretty good. The first thing I highlighted was in chapter one, I like this, where she said, my mother always said I couldn't possibly be her child because she had been born of stars and moonbeams and I've been born of facts and figures. You know, you can be so different, even though the person is your mom. I was very different mm -hmm. than my mom and you're very different than me, thank God. Your life will be easier. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was good. I also really like the fact that this pack lives it's the torma pack and they live on the edge of in the santa cruz mountains in california yeah that was cool and i laughed and laughed because i have been in the santa cruz mountains many many times and it's quite possible that there could be a pack of shifters up there because there's a lot of crazy people that live in the santa cruz mountains I also, I should have mentioned this earlier. I realized when we went to read this book that I had already read this book a few years ago. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, so it was kind of nice because I could go on Goodreads and read my review 
after I finished my reread. Oh. I went on Goodreads. I checked the review that I originally gave the book. And the one thing I do really like about reading through the Kindle, even if you're reading through KU, if you read and you make highlights and then say you're done, so you return it back to KU. Mm -hmm. If you recheck out the book through KU, you get all of your highlights back. Oh, you, so, so you cheated through the whole thing that we were doing. No, but it was kind of cool to see what I had highlighted to begin with. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And what I thought was important the first time I read it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if you changed your review or your rating. I did, actually. I'll tell you at the okay, end. Okay, I will too. Uh, so this is the okay. first time for me that I've read this author. I've never heard of her before. Mm -hmm. um, so it was it was good to try something different, and I was ready for a change. I have read this author before. I actually have some books by this author. She does a lot of co-writes with an author named Tate James. Oh. And they do a lot of reverse harems, which I used to read a lot of those. Yeah, you fell off of those. That was pretty funny. Yeah, so I could see in reading this book how her reverse harem writing for her other books kind of influenced this because you could really go through reading this book and be like, who's the love interest? Is it a love triangle? Are they all the love interest? There were a few times where I'm like, there's way too many characters that are all about her, even though most people hate her guts. Oh, I, I loved it because it, oh, it did kept you? me okay. guessing. Yeah, which is true. Like you don't really know what's happening when you're reading it, who her love interest is actually gonna be. Right. And then I also like that she she says something in the book that it says, never waste time on bad books. There are too many amazing stories out there waiting to be discovered. And I thought, well, how many times have I said that? I can't get into a bad book because time's a ticking and there's a lot of great books out there. I also highlighted that. So that's funny. Yeah, I like that too, because I'm in the same mentality. I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I have DNF'd at like 80% in book number five of a book series. Like I will stop reading a book or a series at any point if it stops being good for me. I don't care. Yeah. Life is too short. Life is too short. Torturous, but too short. What is that Woody Allen quote? Life is, he was being interviewed, even though I don't, care for him. It's a, he said, uh, life is hard and difficult and a struggle and a struggle and it's over way too quickly. Mm. And it's true. Yeah, it's true. That is true. Okay. Back to, I will go ahead. I was just want to say something that was in this book that I didn't like. Okay. And I think I didn't like it because it happened a lot. Okay. What? She keeps making references to rising from the ashes or being forged in the fire. Mm -hmm. Maybe if there was only a couple times that that was used, I would have been okay with it. But it happens all the fucking time. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I caught a couple of times. And at the end of the book, I realized why that was being referenced. And I've told you this before, it's hard to be an intelligent person living in the world with a lot mm -hmm. of slow, not intelligent people. I don't want to insult people, but people are basically stupid. Um, and it, it, it's hard to live in a world if you're an intelligent person. I think I've told you that your whole life. So I think a lot of times there are things that are dumbed down. Like a lot of television shows are dumbed down. I watch a lot of British TV for that reason. They don't seem to dumb down their TV shows for the viewers. Um, and I like that. 
-hmm. So that may be why it was referenced a few times. Maybe. And I think it's kind of like in our last episode where the reference to skies, the curse word skies always bugged you when it kept coming up. Well, it was every other. This was for me. Okay. The skies thing was like every page had it on there at some point. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The, The other thing that was in this book that again is one of my pet peeves. She's 22 years old living in a shifter community and she's a virgin. Again, my plea to authors is please stop taking the sexual power away from women and somehow trying to say they're more appealing if they're a virgin. It's not true. Uh, sexual empowerment of women is important, not just for self-satisfaction, but for your partner. You don't need to be a virgin to be more appealing or have more worth. Okay, this is a great lead in to one of the quotes that I did in this book that made me laugh my ass off. Okay. At some point a little bit later in the book, she's no longer with her pack. She's with the shadow beast in his realm. The Not his realm, but like a different mm-hmm. realm. She goes to basically a new dimension. And so... While she's there, she meets five of his closest friends. Yeah. And while she's there and they're all talking, those five friends, the shadow beast and her, the shadow beast says first, you're here to help me work out what the fuck she is, not seduce her. And then she says, and I thought it was hard in Torma to lose my virginity. Apparently it's going to be even harder here. There was dead silence as I trailed off. Six sets of eyes locked on me, some wide with shock, others with interest. Are you trying to tell me dot 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 shadow started that you're untouched? The laughter burst out of me before I could stop it. Definitely not. I've touched myself more times than I can count. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fantastic. Yeah. There's a lot of times in this book I laughed out loud, and there were a lot of things I really liked. She is a virgin. She's 22. I think it's kind of makes sense that she's a virgin because I think when her dad betrayed the alpha of the pack and she became an outcast, I think she was only 12 years old, right? Because it was 10 years ago, if I'm remembering yes, correctly. She was, so yeah, she was young. She talks about how the people in the pack tormented her by any means necessary. The only thing they never did to her was rape her. I mean, she's not going to willingly sleep with any of these assholes because they suck. Yes. I like the fact too. So he, she ends up accidentally in the middle of being tortured in one of the many times that the pack is mean to her. He shows up the beast demon and they describe him as, ha- she describes him as having a hint of a Scottish accent. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, here we go. And he, he uh-huh. says to them, you, you think to challenge me? And he says, you mortals worship me, have offered me every conceivable tribute, and yet you would deny me this one shifter. And she looks at the alpha at the time, his name is Victor, because he rejects her. When she finally does her shift, her mate rejects her mm-hmm. and she's heartbreaking broken. His name is Torin. And he's so she's like, fine, I'm going to go with the, the uh, shadow beast. She says to Victor, who was the alpha at the time, she's all seriously. I have, do you think it should only be the Torma pack that gets to torture me? Yes. That was, funny. yes. And she tells him he rejected me because now all of a sudden, 
her true mate, Torin, doesn't want to let her go. And I was thinking, fuck you, asshole. So she starts yelling to the shadow beast. He rejected me. There is no tie you need to worry about. My mate did not accept the bond. That makes his claim null and void. Mm -hmm. And I, I loved it that she would rather go with this demon than deal with her true mate's quote-unquote bullshit where he rejects her and picks another shifter as his mate. He rejects her, picks another person as his mate, and then he also tells his dad to vanish, vanquish her or banish her, something yes. along those lines. But then 25 seconds later, he's like, he does a lot of flip-flopping, which I didn't particularly like about him. Yeah. It's like, pick Nicolaine, you reject her and you're over it. He rejected her. He wants her back. She gets taken anyways. He tries to get her back. When she finally goes back to the pack, he still doesn't want to be with her. And he ends up fucking a different girl while she's in the same room. Like, yeah. I didn't really like his character. He was, I didn't like the flip-flopping he did. And then his best friend, who also used to be her best friend before her dad had this betrayal thing 10 years ago. Jackson. His name is Jackson. Mm -hmm. He's the beta when she finally comes back. But go ahead, I'm sorry. He's a complete waste of a character, and I could have done without him completely. I didn't get his character at all. What was the point? If this was a reverse harem, it would make sense because he is completely in love with her. He's wanted her forever. He even says something to her at one point. Let me see if I can find it in my notes. Oh, okay, this is what he says to her. One day, you'll look rattled again. One day, I'll figure out your weakness and when I do, you'll fucking belong to me. Like fate always intended. What? He's not her mate. So like, what is he? It just adds to my confusion while I'm reading this. Well, she also says at some point in the book that she, to Torin, that she thought Jackson would be her true mate. That's who she would end mm -hmm. up with. But they say in the book what happened, that he was by her side even when the pack rejected her. And I think they never explain in the book why was her, why did her father try to attack the alpha? I think I know because after her father died, her mother became an, a, a drunk, but they never say in the book and maybe in the follow-up books, they end up telling you the reader why um, the, her father attacked the alpha. They say in this book, why he finally turned away from her. They do say towards the very end, yes. Mm -hmm. But as you're reading it, and then when you get to the end, I don't know, I just felt like this book was almost 400 pages long. It ends in a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of shit that doesn't really matter. Like the Torin thing, he could have rejected her once and been done with it. The Jackson thing, did we really need him? There's just a couple, those were like my biggest gripes, I guess, about this book. Yeah, I didn't have any gripes about the book. Oh, okay. I'm surprised. Yeah. There were a couple things I highlighted just because I liked how they were written. Mm -hmm. What are they? There's a side character named Danny. She's an older woman who lives in the pack, but she's, um, what do they call her? Wanderer, a wanderer. Yeah. So even though she lives with the pack, I don't remember. Is she a shifter or is she more like a witch? There's something about Danny that we don't really know. Yeah, they don't clarify what she is. I don't think until towards the okay. end. She's a mystery, but she's very funny. Yeah. And at one point, she's talking to somebody. I didn't highlight who she's talking to. But she says to this person, did I ask for your input? 
did I even look in the direction of your pathetic face? And I'm like, yes, Danny. I need to add that insult to my memory so I can say that to somebody. Oh my God. Your pathetic face. Oh. <laughs> I like Danny's character because her mother became an alcoholic. Poor Mira was basically on her own besides her BFF, Simone, who comes from a good family. But Simone's trying to defend her through this book with all these bullies. It was, uh, at first I was like, oh my God, are we in high school where she's being harassed? But, you know, pack dynamics no matter how old you are, I guess, in a pack, the bullying doesn't stop, apparently. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was just going to say this book is a little different in that they're all shifters, but they don't actually shift until the solstice after their 22nd birthday. Yeah, that was different. There was a lot of different things in here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did like her best friend. Her best friend, Simone, is the daughter of the pack enforcers. And her and Simone have made a pact with each other to run away from home. But because of where Simone's birthday lands in the calendar year, what's her name? Why am I drawing a blank? Mira. On yeah, yeah. Everyone calls her Sunshine and Sunny in the book. So her shift is gonna happen like months in advance of Simone's. So she ends up running away from home before Simone shifts, even before she shifts actually, which I was proud of her for doing that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, girl, get the fuck out of there. Yeah, and they end up finding her where she's a waitress and they drag her back to the path to torment her more. So once she comes back and then the the shadow beast ends up showing up, I love their interaction. He is constantly telling her I'm probably going to kill you at some point mm -hmm. because she, all the time. Yeah, because she loves to poke the bear, torment him, and she likes surprising him. She even says, personally, I enjoyed surprising the demon creature. It was one of my strongest skill sets. <laughs> I highlighted that too. <laughs> and then my next highlight after that one is dude vastly overestimated my intelligence mm -hmm. and sense of self-preservation <laughs> <laughs> so funny because he like leaves her alone and is like don't touch any of these magical doors and she's like of course i'm gonna fucking touch these like yeah. i'm good i want to get out of here right yeah he I, I loved their relationship he ends up taking her to another dimension and he tells her it's a pathway between earth and the other worlds and I love the fact that when they arrive there, there's nothing but tons of books. It's the center of knowledge for all these worlds and beings from these other worlds can enter through the pathways to research or read. He's walking through these halls with her and he tells her, follow me. And she says, God, I love our conversation. So full of energy and clever turn of a phrase, like living in a Shakespeare play. <laughs> I thought this, this writer is pretty dang funny. It was, so this library is called the Library of Knowledge. And she ends up working in the library with some other magical creatures. And as soon as she sees the library, this is my highlight. New goal. Figure out how to toss him out into the snow and take over the library. <laughs> oh, yeah. There were a lot of very witty things in this book that I thought were made it an enjoyable read. Can I read a quote about what she thinks when she sees Shadow Beast for the first time? Of course. Okay, so I thought this was perfect for him because 
he is the shadow beast. So he is dark and scary and all these things, right? Mm -hmm. But this is what she thinks when she sees him. He was touched by light. The only light that currently existed in the world. Raven hair tousled in curls atop his head. A hairstyle that could have made him appear angelic. But there was nothing further from the truth. He was breathtakingly scary and perfectly sinful. Maybe it was his intimidating height, well over a foot taller than me, or maybe it was the way his eyes were beams of red and gold, flickering between the two with an intensity that had me wanting to start running and never stop. Mm -hmm. And then she says, shadow beast. And what he says to her, at your service, pup. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah, it was very cute. I I really like their relationship. He is constantly frustrated with her and blown away by her and shocked Mm -hmm. and she tries to explain she goes look being a pain in the ass is a calling in my calling in life i'm never going to stop even for you so she does not back down even though this guy can go from you know six six to eight feet tall to 12 super intimidating Mm -hmm. um has an entity that is drawn to him called Inky. She names it yeah. Inky. Yeah. She names all these things. And he they end up calling it Inky. I thought that was pretty funny. She calls him Shadow because she doesn't know his true name for the majority of this book. So she calls him Shadow. If you've read the Court of Thorn and Roses series, I pictured Inky like the shadows from Azrael. Mm, Azrael. Because they can change shape. They can mm. I know. He's got the biggest wingspan. Yes I am. <laughs> yeah so that was cool and then at some point shadow starts calling her sunshine and sunny yes he tells her normal rules do not govern you sunshine and then she goes sunshine and shadow sounds like a cute couple's (laughs) name should we go by shadow shine or sundown for short (laughs) oh my god yeah i laughed many times this was my favorite quote from the whole book. Okay. Because it was completely relatable. Mm. The fact that I couldn't experience a true sexual attraction towards women when men were such assholes <laughs> was one of my greatest laments. Oh my God. I highlighted that too. Yeah. I As soon as I read that, I was like, girl, same. same. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I was watching mm-hmm. something. I'm like so out of my mind sometimes even I scare myself but I was watching something and this woman was so freaking attractive and I thought if I could only get past going down on a woman I would kick men to the curb because they <laughs> drive me insane oh my god <laughs> I'm so glad I was muted just then because I was drinking while you were talking and I started choking <laughs> I'm sorry that I still shock you I would think that you'd be beyond that by now it was just funny, but yeah, uh, of course that's what you would think. Yes! <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. And then I even think, are there some lesbians out there that do everything but that? I don't know. I, I'm not dead yet. Who th- knows what the future holds? I mean, there's got to be. Well, then maybe I'll end up with a Scottish woman. I don't know. I mean, it's like for gay men, there's pitchers and catchers, right? Like not everyone does everything. So maybe you could be the catcher, not the pitcher. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Stop! We need to 
need to ter- terminate this. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's funny. Well, I don't, I'm just trying to help you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like about you. It doesn't matter what it is or how bizarre it is. Uh-huh. Oh dear God. Yeah. I want to read another quote that I highlight. It's very small. It doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the things that I highlighted because of how the author wrote it, not necessarily because of what it says. Okay. So she has somebody that she's befriended in the cafeteria uh, of the library yes. that she refers to as Angel. Mm-hmm. Angel's very quiet, of like a loner, just like her. And at one point, she thinks about Angel and she thinks, for the love of fucks everywhere... She was stunningly tragic. Mm. It's like, yeah, that's a good way of describing Angel. Yeah, well, just the fact that she loves to go to the cafeteria every day and get food, but they don't eat. She just loves to <laughs> smell it. I'm like, that, yes. that in of itself is tragic. So Angel doesn't need to eat, but she likes how it smells. So she sits there and just stirs the food on her plate, but then she's able to befriend Sunshine. So it kind of works out, I guess. Yeah. I was really surprised by that. They end up, she tries to bond with her. She, the angel touches her at some point and tells her our bond will build over time. Mira is so touched by that, that she hugs her and she can tell that Angel has been through a lot. But she's a kick-ass warrior, right? Angel, yes. She's got, I think she's got a sword or something. She says she's not scared of Shadow. But she's also the last of her line. And I think what they say at some point is that as the family members pass away, all of their powers go into whoever's the remaining survivor or descendant. And because she's the only one left of her family line, like she's supposed to be very, very powerful. Yeah. We don't really know how so in this book, Mm -hmm. but there's something about her. Yeah. And once she's in this world, this other realm, Mira is, when she was on earth, she apparently crossed the veil or touched the veil Shadow can't believe she did that. But when she did that, he explains to her that she released creatures from his realm that he's not been able to that door's been locked for over a thousand years we find out why later or what happened he tells her i don't know how you got these creatures here but we can't leave them running amok on earth and so she says to him a shadow creature oh great you tracked one down so he's tracking them down and then they're going to go get them she goes let's go and get it i sprang to my feet grateful for the thank grateful thanks to my wolf is it on earth should i grab a jacket and i thought i don't know how he deals with her she is almost the eternal optimist Mm -hmm. and anything that happens to her she's very roll with the punches i've dealt with this shit before i'm just gonna keep going keep going keep going yeah yeah but he tells her yes it's on earth deep in canada you will need warmer clothing to counteract your weak frailties. And she just smiles and says, you're so right, Shadow. Thanks for always thinking of my well-being. I freaking love them together. I did like how strong she was in the book. And then at one point, I honestly don't remember what happens in the book. Mm -hmm. But she goes into the bathroom to have a shower and she's really upset. And she tells herself, okay, 
you have five minutes to have a complete mental breakdown and cry. And at the end of five minutes, you're going to pull your shit back together and keep moving. And it's very true. Sometimes you just need to do that. I can't tell you. I'm going to give myself five minutes. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've said that to myself. Then you need to get your ass up and keep going. Even Mm -hmm. though my other personality goes, but I don't want to keep going. Well, you have to. So she she can touch him at times and sometimes it hurts her. And sometimes it doesn't. So I don't know if it's maybe after he starts getting used to her or likes her, but he keeps being very possessive of her and telling his friends that are interested in her or touch her or smile at her. He makes it very apparent that she's his. I didn't really get that either because he touches her a lot Mm -hmm. and it never hurts her. And then once or twice in the book she goes to touch him not really thinking about it and her whole body gets like filled with lightning yeah so i don't know if it's because he initiates the touch that it's okay or what i'm sure we figure that out in one of the future books Uh, he is totally turning her on and at one point she thinks to herself i would do what any strong proactive horny as fuck woman should Get myself off tonight and tomorrow. Find someone else that I can lose my virginity to. Taking that power from Shadow completely. So she doesn't like the fact that she is drawn to him, but she's so drawn to him. Okay, so that's another thing in the book that didn't really make sense. At one point in the book, okay, he finds out that she's a virgin, right? Mm -hmm. Then she's like, yeah, I'm going to try to lose my virginity as soon as possible. Then, of course, he's like, I forbid it. Nobody will (laughs) touch you once I tell them they're not allowed to touch you. Okay. So they make this bet Mm -hmm. that I think it's two weeks. I will lose my virginity within two weeks. Mm -hmm. If I do, I win this. If I don't, you win Mm -hmm. this. What was really the point of all that? Because we never really got to the end of the two weeks or I don't, it was just kind of weird. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think he was trying to tell her, make a point with her that she was his. And even though she could try all she wanted, it really wasn't a fair bet because he just sent uh, he's in charge of this library of knowledge and everybody that comes in it is under his domain Mm -hmm. so he just has to put out there they end up not even looking at her basically because he's put it out Mm -hmm. there that you're not nobody's to touch her or sleep with her yeah i don't know i think she even hits on angel at one point because angel's like androgynous or something Mm -hmm. right so (laughs) i think she's like what are you into like can you help me win this (laughs) bet Like, what what do you have going on yeah. down there? Is it like a Ken doll? Oh, Barbie? Stop. Like, yeah. Any... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. God. Yeah, there were a couple, like, random things like that. I was like, I don't really understand. But maybe if I read all three books, then it would make more sense to mm-hmm. me. I don't have anything else highlighted that I wanted to mention. Do you? Just that I was really surprised that somehow the, be- the alpha and the beta of her pack are able to attack the lair that he lives in and they were able to knock shadow out and kidnap Mira again. I'm like, good God, how many times are they going to drag this poor bitch back? So they're able to do that, but I think they ended up doing something to Danny in order to get the powers. Cause Danny is, this is why I think Danny's not a shifter because she's called a wanderer. Mm -hmm. 
and she's not afraid of anything. So I think she's a witch or maybe a being from a different realm, kind of like how Angel is from the, is it called the Haven realm? I believe so, yeah. Yes, yeah, and there's so. a fairy realm and all these other realms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I I did like the fact that even though she's taken back, and somehow they locked the door so that he can't get back. But I don't, he can't go in there and rescue her until she starts calling for him. So I didn't understand that. And if Shadow's a god, how the hell, even though Danny, he tells her eventually that he thinks Danny's a, Danny is from the Shadow realm. So she's from his realm. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah. So hmm. uh, that is basically all that I had written down about this book. So what did what okay. you think of this book and what did you rate it? So when I originally read this book, I only gave it two and a half to three stars. Oh, wow. So going back on my Goodreads reviews, I had, I actually had a very long review. I wrote about this. Book. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> wow. I had a lot to say about wow. this. So I did like Mira and Shadow. And it's funny because now reading it for the second time, some of the stuff that really bugged me when I read it the first time didn't bother me as mm. much, maybe because I already knew the ending. So I was just going through it a second time. Uh -huh. Um, I didn't like Jackson and Torin. Like I said, I felt like Jackson was a whole waste of a character. Torin is too back and forth with her. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of things that happened uh, repeatedly in this book. Like you're saying, they went back and forth between um, the Library of Knowledge, Otherworld area, and the Torma pack. Mm -hmm. You know, she she's in the Torma pack. She runs away from them. She's now a waitress in some random place. She gets kidnapped, brought back to the Torma pack. Then she leaves again because she's with Shadow. And then she gets kidnapped again and brought back to the fucking Torma pack. So it's like, okay, this has happened before. And I didn't really like the whole two weeks for virginity thing. That was annoying. Okay, so... <laughs> One of the things I said in my original review was that there is a sex scene in the book. There's only one sex scene in the book. They don't actually have sex. They just have some oral. Oh, yeah. When I originally read this, I thought that it was too similar to what had happened in the Amelia Hutchins book, Flames of Chaos. But now years later rereading it and not having that other scene in my head so much it didn't bother me I didn't think it was too similar mm. I mean I liked this book a lot more reading it the second time than I did the first time oh that's good to know yeah and usually I don't like it as much I, I like it a little bit less so what did you re-rate it as I think now re-reading it I would actually rate it as four stars because I thought it was good I really liked her really liked her interactions with the side characters mm -hmm. She was really funny. Mm -hmm. I liked her interactions with Shadow. So I, I definitely liked it a lot more. I was less harsh on the book this time than I was the first time I read it. Oh, well, so I'm glad we decided to read it so you could do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really liked this book. I absolutely love their relationship together. She keeps pushing him. Her character is hilarious and the way she deals with him cracked me up. I loved the world building and I could understand that they're doing this world building because there's future books and we're going to learn more about the worlds that are in off of the library of knowledge and the gods that were his friends, each of them cracked me up. I didn't, they were good. Yeah. They were, they were good. 
and they are able to push shadow because they are all friends and get a reaction from him that otherwise somebody would probably be terrified of doing i think i why her father tried to kill the alpha of the pack mm -hmm. i think it has something to do with the mom and that's why the mom became a drunk but i don't know but i really really like this book and because it was so funny and their interaction with each other was real interesting to me i gave this mm -hmm. book five stars wow okay <laughs> yeah i'm actually really surprised yeah this is probably only maybe the fourth or fifth book in my entire life that i've given five stars to Wow. So are you reading the next book or yes. are you going to read it eventually? I'm currently reading the, re so I'm having a really hard time as we all know, or may know if you don't know, I read multiple books at one time. I'm a mood reader and I have to be in a certain mood. It's like, am I in a mood for something that's a little humorous or something that's a little sexier or i don't know so i was current i'm currently started reading the second book in this series okay. called reclaimed but rebecca zanetti i have read her dark protector series and have waited for the next book to come out so far i've read 14 books in this series and she, I had pre-ordered the next book, the 15th book called Garrett's Destiny, which is now the grown son who was a not even born when the series starts. So it's multi-generational. And I've been waiting and waiting for this book to drop. The book dropped and I'm like, I've got to read this book because I've waited, which seems like forever for this book to come out. Mm -hmm. So I stopped reading uh, reclaimed because I have to start on our next book and I have to finish yes. this Zanetti book 15 and I'm always reading a T.S. Joyce book <laughs> and so I got through the four books of the Borlander Bear series and I'm really okay. looking forward to the fifth book because it has to do with this guy that's a total and complete asshole in the Borlander series, the, the bear that he's always saying we're cursed. And so book five finally is going to explain why he thinks they're cursed or what happens to him. So I'm really having a hey, okay. a hey of a time. I'm juggling between three and four books right now. Yeah, that's a lot. It is a lot. So I am currently reading our next book for the podcast. Okay. The next book is Rock Hard Reject by Anna Fury. I'm liking it so far. Well, I can't do multiple books at a time, like I've said. So I'm reading that book. And I think the book I'm going to read after that is going to be a new book by Zoe Draven. <gasps> Have you seen on her Instagram this new book she did? Which one is it? I have uh, several of her books on my list of I want to read this next. So this book hasn't come out yet. By the time this podcast airs, I think it will come out. It is called Desire in His Blood, Brides of the, I think this is a K, Kylor, or maybe it's an H, Hylor. I can't really tell. Hmm. Um, so she put a graphic on her, on her Instagram page, and it's really funny because 
some of the stuff she puts on here. His bite makes them both come. Okay. <laughs> Don't hate yeah. it. Yeah. Another thing she puts on there, supremely tight pants and too horny to think. Mm. And then she puts, he's a space vampire. Just trust me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I pre-ordered that book. Look at those wings. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You had me those wings, Lord. Yeah, that the book, the cover of that book is pretty cool. I got to say, I didn't like the, really the cover of this book. The Shadow Beast book. Okay. I don't, I, it just did not. It doesn't really fit to me, his description, because he's described as having very dark black hair that's curly, a little bit longer. I was picturing based on the description, kind of like Kit Harrington, Jon Snow vibes, mm. like a, like a beefed out version of Jon Snow, basically, because obviously this character can get up to eight feet tall on the cover it's like he's got a shaved head he's got these weird like tattoos that don't really make sense and he's got these claws and i don't think these claws are ever referenced in the book yeah honestly i i don't know what to say about that i mean for me the fact that she was the same size as him that was my first thing mm. yeah he just looks like a normal man in this yeah and, and she's got like monkey hold on him yeah i, I don't like it I mean, it looks kind of cool how it's like fire and the books are flying around the library with the flames. That's kind of cool, but it doesn't really fit how the characters are described in the book. Yeah, I agree. But the, it, that's not the first time that has occurred to me while I'm reading. I'm looking at a cover. I'm like, this doesn't, mm -hmm. this is not what I pictured. I agree. Yeah, so I, that's so, funny. You have that book by Zoe Draven as your next book you want to read because, yeah, I pre-ordered it. It's funny because with the, there's another book that I went, that I had pre-ordered and I can't tell you how many times I've gone back to pre, to or to pre-order it again, forgetting that I've already <laughs> pre-ordered it. It's like your pre-order uh -huh. is going to drop on such as, I'm like, oh, I already ordered this more than once. Well, that's how good it sounds. Yeah. You just got to make sure that that shit is going to auto download. What are we doing tomorrow? <gasps> I'm so excited. We're going to the... <laughs> <laughs> the dinosaur exhibit. Yes. <laughs> I am super excited. And I, oh, I didn't tell you. I don't know what I did, but I messed up my toe on my right foot, my big toe. So I'm like, holy moly, I'm, I have to walk around a lot tomorrow. So this better get better. That's weird. Just your big toe hurts. Yeah. I huh. get up every day and That's something random. weird is happening. Yeah. It's the Jurassic World exhibit. That we're going to. Yes. And I feel bad that Jeff wanted to go and he's not going. I don't feel bad. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> I swear to God, I worry more about your husband than you do. Yeah, he's fine. He's does he does enough of his own shit. He could stay home with the kids for a while so I can go off and do my own shit. Yeah, I'm glad because I know that if your family can't make a move without consulting with you, it's like should you guys just be independent and give your mother five minutes to relax? So that's no. the only thing. In a way, I'm like, I feel bad that Jeff's not going, but I know that your family cannot survive without you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, good God. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> I know you are saying you can't wait till they're 18 or whatever, but 
it's, you're going to miss your kids. And I know you don't believe it now, but you know, I thought I was going to be fine when you left for college. I'm like, Rachel's uh-huh. never home. She's always off doing her own thing. I'm used to her not being here because everybody was asking me, how are you going to do? How are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, it's going to be fine. She's never home. It was uh-huh. so hard that the instant you got set up in your dorm room and dropped me off at the airport, as soon as I turned my back on you, I started crying. Oh, I know. Sad. And I cried. That's totally going to be me, though. I know it. Yeah, to the point where there was a religious group also waiting to get on my plane. And one of the guys came up to me and said, are you okay? Do you want us to pray for you? And I'm like, no, I'm just going through a major change in my life right now. And I just need to cry. I don't care because I figured I'm never going to see these people again. I don't give a shit Uh about crying. This is a real thing for me. So yeah, it's hard. Yeah, no, I do think that. And I, I know sometimes when I'm doing things or there's a mess, I'm gonna be like, okay, you're seeing that mess on the kitchen table or you're seeing their shoes on the floor. Like someday you're going to be sad because you're not going to see their shit around the house anymore. So I I do think that I do try to be mindful of embracing the chaos. Okay, good. Yeah, because yeah. when I do see you or the or your family and the kids, I'm like, oh, I want to be around them all the time. And then after like 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, I need to just take Rachel and leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> so I, I want to apologize in advance to you for how over the top excited I'm going to be tomorrow. We're going to have to talk later about what time we need to, um, why are they asking to meet up and stuff? Yeah. Arriving, please pre-register. Yeah. So we'll need to do that. I hope it's good. It's okay. Good. Yeah. We'll figure it it's out. It's going to be a shit ton of little kids and your mother losing their mind. <laughs> That's okay. okay. It'll be okay. Cool. Good. All right, honey, <laughs> you have an awesome day. I am going to, I don't know. I, now I have a lot of things to do. So I'm, I joined a knitting slash crochet group that they make things for charities. And in mm-hmm. fact, the, ch- the charity that they donate to is called a lot of is called Rachel's house. Oh, cute. ironically. And okay. It's a, a charity that helps homeless women and moms and children so i'm crocheting for them and have made a couple friends there so um that's a neat thing that i found something else to do with my life um yeah that's cool so what are you doing blankets and stuff yeah you can do whatever i they make mittens they make scarves hats Mm. blankets yeah so uh it's exciting and so i started crocheting something for that group cool okay All right. Well, until then, and congratulations to us. Don't forget about the Spotify reviews. Yes, people, please. And I am going to, I'm going to try if I can figure out how to do this. I want to put a link to the Reader's Retreat in Scotland. Yeah. I'm going to try to put a link to their Facebook group in the show notes. So if I can figure it out, check the description in the show, you know, where it tells you what the show is about. And I'm going to try to have a link to their group on there. Okay. Yeah. We better be able to go to this. Um, after all of this excitement. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. All right. Cool.
All right. I'll talk to you Okay. Later. Bye, honey. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Thank you.